So welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers. Each and every week, I talk to treasurers about how they've built their careers, where they are now, and where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. This week's episode is slightly different, and I'm joined by Doug Williamson. Now, Doug is actually the course director for finance e-learning at the University of Cambridge Institute of Continuing Education. But he's also been heavily involved for many, many years with the ACT, the Association of Treasurers in the UK, and Treasury Education. And I've known Doug throughout that period. And actually, I thought, you know what, this is a topic that comes up a lot of the time. Lots of people are sort of saying that we want to know about, should we pursue education qualifications? Should we do this? We were just talking before the show about learning and development for different people. And I'll I'll let Doug dive in with that, because he's got some really great sort of snippets for people and to, to really understand. But Doug, you've had many years in sort of you know you started out within accounting and then developed through that and then went into the education side let you tell your story and then we'll deep dive a bit more in the education and some of the thoughts you've got on that for the next you know half hour or so trained as a chartered accountant with kpmg that's about (laughs) one percent of the graduate populations doing at the time i was group tax manager with virgin my claim to fame there would be i would have strangled virgin (laughs) radio at birth and so I saw the proposal yep. and thought, this will never fly. <laughs> so good job they didn't listen too much to the bean counters at Virgin. We were expected to scurry yep. on behind and catch up. So that was a good lesson yep. in what I don't know so well. Following that, I was an interim finance manager. And one day, uh, there were some treasury issues, but no treasury department in the company I was working in. The finance director, also interim, came in with a job advertisement from the Financial Times. It said foreign exchange, funding, various other treasury issues, salary per annum, about twice what I'd ever earned before. And he said, is this the sort of thing you might be interested in? "Mm, Maybe. (laughs) I said, yes. (laughs) I've never done it before. He said, that's okay. Just do your best. So I was interim treasurer, not having done it before. And you could say made my mistakes with other people's money, got my learning with other people's money. During that period, a colleague said, did you know there's a professional qualification in this? I said, no. He said, well, my friend's just taken it and the past exam papers cost £25 each, but she'll give you hers. She's just passed one paper, failed another. Took the qualification, thought the training was brilliant, but could be improved upon. And from that point, that was 1999. By 2000, I was marking exams, uh, marking were things yeah, called progress yeah. tests. Back in the day, you'd by post, write out handwritten script, post it back to the ACT. They'd post it to a marker, right? Mark it, post it back, got yeah, posted back to the, the students. So you were in the very inception. Then, how long had they been going for then, the, some of the exams and things like that? Because originally it was more of an association and then sort of it, it graduated That's into right. sort of actually we need to assess this. How far were they on that journey at that stage, do you think? Mm. I think there were, from memory at that point, about 20 years in and about 15 years in of compulsory exams. Yes. You used to get an asterisk, depending whether you were by invitation yeah, or you exams. passed the assessments. Yeah, I think I'd say that there was a very good system well in train at that point and a very well integrated system. And a, I would say a, a good student experience by those days' standards where there wasn't the expectation of 
instantaneous yeah. Yeah. feedback. You, you did have to wait two weeks. <laughs> and then you carried on with these a series of different roles or, you know, what, how did it then evolve for there for your career and things? I guess I was involved both with teaching and writing material, writing assessments from 2001 through to about 2016. During that period, fairly early on, I realized you right. can't teach people everything. You have to, in some way, get them in a place where they can teach themselves. So that stimulated an interest in coaching. My first wife had retrained as a life coach. I had some life coaching and the very first thing I read about life coaching from, from the coach said, the client, Doug, remains entirely responsible for all of his actions, right. omissions, and their consequences. I liked that idea in terms of empowering the client. I also liked it from the perspective of the coach saying, I don't worry, need to worry whether he or she does what he or she mm-hmm. said she yeah. would. And I guess that, that was quite parallel with students because some most students will engage. A minority are incredibly hard to engage and right. they're going to fail their exams. And as a tutor, you just have to relax about that and say, okay, you can lead a horse to water, mm. but you cannot make it drink. So that made me appreciate there's a significant coaching motivation element to mm. all teaching at its best, I feel. And I've been learning more about coaching since and currently continuing my learning and education about coaching and continually trying to integrate it with the finance. Then I guess the other strand to it was I used to think Mm -hmm. online courses were all rubbish. I think there are, have been a lot of quite poor ones out there. And I think you can go back about 40, even 50 years and read computers are going to make Mm -hmm. human teachers redundant. Doesn't seem to have quite happened yet, but I think recently there's been some fantastic developments in online learning, so I'm an immense enthusiast, and that was why I was so excited to work with Cambridge to develop and then deliver online courses, having been a student of one that was very brilliantly taught by my coaching tutor Keith Nelson. You just mentioned there about the sort of different attitudes to learning and things like that. Now, you were coming into Mm. ACT coaching, training and all that, that world. That's treasury professionals, Mm. particularly folks within the UK a lot of the time, but Mm. you know, treasury professors who want to learn. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, they're paying for this. So whereas just state education and you're anything, you know, below 18, 16 in the UK, you, you have to go to school. Those are the rules. These guys weren't rules bound. Had, mm. Did you find that a big difference with those people that were coming to you, that they really wanted to grab the learning or some of it was just a faff or? There's a great range. So at the top end, the gentleman I've uh, had the honor of nominating, Joe Scattergood, I hope will be on ACT Council. (laughs) He was an example of I'm here to learn and I guess the qualifications are a process of focusing, structuring that learning and putting a timescale on it. How many people are like that truly? Well, the more the merrier. And I guess many have got the potential to do that and you want to evoke that. There are others. Another one was speaking about his colleague and saying, oh yeah, my, my colleague did this fantastically well. He was uh, brilliant at managing his time. He did the absolute bare minimum. <laughs> to just get through, you know, my target is to get 52% in the exam. And if I do the very least I could, but I get the badge, Mm. then I've done well. 
I fear there is still quite a bit of that and out of student group. I like to believe everybody has the other motivation within them and you can evoke it. However, I guess it's a matter of if you've got an assessment, until people are reassured they'll pass the assessment and until you can show them that's just a starting point. It's a bit like passing your mm -hmm. basic driving test. So much more to learn. And I guess that's the best thing one can do to stimulate that is get a recent ex-student and say, here's how I got through my assessments, my exams. However, here are all the things I've learned since. This is just one step on mm -hmm. a a very long journey, or to put it in a more negative way, you're at the bottom of another extremely <laughs> long and greasy pole, because all of that knowledge is just assumed, as you were mentioning before we started, that's a minimum. Mm. What else? What's different about you? So these differentiating things, and I guess to me that's the application part or the development part in as in learning and development it's not just knowing stuff and demonstrating them and know it it's i can apply it tailor it and ideally thinking of the treasury context in particular see the perspective of the one who's on the other side of the negotiating table so i guess I think that's my key takeaway is can i put myself in the seat or the shoes of the one i'm negotiating with now and if i can do that successfully I'm going to have much better negotiations, mm. outcomes, relationships. I think it's also interesting. You just it, it's the and I wonder how many. I mean, this would be an interesting one. Whether you'd ever get an honest answer, the perspective mm. of those, you know, particularly in the earlier stages of their careers. You know, so you're, you know, we talk about getting on a short list, and actually, I've done a video about this about accept the fact that if you're not going to do exams, you're not going to do professional development, you won't make some of the short lists for some of the jobs. I mean, we said, well, it's not fair, you know, I'm, I'm really good at treasury. Yeah, you are, but, you know, we haven't got the bit of paper. We haven't got the proof that says it. Well, why, why is that important? So, well, because the other nine people standing in that line actually have done it. They've gone through that. Now, whether that was three years ago, five or ten years ago, but they've still got that bit of paper. And then, you know, so it goes into a perspective thing. When you're talking about, I, I think it's great that, as you say, you've got those people who are trying to think what's on the other side of the table, trying to get a win-win and everything else, but it's a different perspective because, we also get and get the feedback, which is a, another way of assessing those exams, and that's the right way to put it. But we get this, you know, someone will do the study, it might take them a year, it might take them two years, and they get the AMCT level qualification mm. or, you know, the equivalent as now, I know they rename them a little bit and stuff. Mm. But people come up to me or come up to us and they say, right, I don't know the exact pricing of them now, but they're, they're not cheap. They say, well, my employer has paid for this ACT. Oh, great. And they say, and I want another job. And they're like, mm. right. And they won't give me a pay rise. I said, right, so, so you've done this. They, they've given you five grand of training, yes. And now you've walked into your boss's office and said, I've got this extra qualification. What's my pay rise going to be? And they're like, yeah. And I said, is that why you've done it? Yes, I have. And I think actually maybe you know people need to sort of step back a little bit from that. And say, right, is that the reason? I'm not criticizing. It's just the way of the world. People need to, you know, if you're going to educate yourself, you want to sort of leverage that. Of course, I just think sometimes, you know, as soon as people, yes. you know, within a month, yeah. how many of the listeners have, have got their ACT, and whether it's ACT <laughs> or CTP or other qualifications in Europe, how mm. many of those you guys out there are listening to this today and, and, and saying, right, once I've got that bit of paper, this is going to say, this is what you should give me as a pay rise. And I, that'd be, you know, I'm not going to ask it in our um, treasury salary survey, but it might be something I'd like to understand more, actually. It's quite an interesting one. I don't know if, if you've ever seen that, Doug, yourself, or? 
Well, when you say win-win, I guess the classic example I have is speaking to students who want support and want leave. And I always say offer something up. Flipping it about, let's say the candidate is now sitting in the seat of the manager. The manager is accountable for all the money they're spending, which is the money on the salaries Mm. and the money on the support. They need to show that there's more value added to the organization yep. than yep. what they've spent. So if I'm going to have 15 grand spent on me, then I need to demonstrate preferably 30 plus of value add for the company. And I don't know, it's, it's quite interesting. I, I don't know how many people can or can't do it naturally, but just to say, I wonder what it looks like from the mm. other side of that desk. I'm accountable for the costs and your costs. I suppose it's a transition from family's home. I don't, I don't know. When did that penny drop for yourself? If you're thinking about you know, this idea, I must add more value than mm. I'm capturing for myself. That's, well, I, that's I, the way it works. Well, I, in a practical sense, and yeah. I, again, I've talked about this before, where mm. sometimes where we're doing the fee negotiation mm. with a client and they're, they're saying, well, you know, why, why would I pay mm. this, you know, fee? And, you know, we've got these cheaper guys. I said, well, no, use the cheaper guys and then, then I'll be speaking to you in six mm. to eight weeks' time. And they walk back in and, you know, and it's not, <laughs> you know, look at me, you want to go. Mm. It's much more about if I can't find you mm. a great mm. treasurer who – Say the fee mm. for me finding mm. them is fifty thousand pounds. If I can't get mm. you someone that adds, you know, yeah. we talk about, and I've, I've got treasurers that will go into new jobs and they will spend. They say in their first week they want to pay back my fee, <laughs> in, you know, but that cost. In the first month they want mm. to pay back their wages, but then by the and then they spend the rest of the year, the next eleven months, sort of trying to continue to the multiples and add that value, you know, because decent treasurer, you know, a renegotiation of their cash pools or a re, you know, working out. We're actually we should be hedging this, and actually, why aren't we doing it this way? Within moments, mm-hmm. our treasury guys, if they're worth their salt, which and, and anyone listening to the, you know, today hopefully is because they've yeah. the wiseness to listen mm-hmm. to this podcast. But you know, joking aside, the guys that yeah. you know, quantifying and making sure that you're adding value, I think, is a, a critical mm-hmm. thing as well. And that obviously they get that through your. You know, I'm not going to. There's there's a couple of great phrases that Doug's given me, which I've got written down. I keep on wanting to say them, but I'm going to let him say them because they're, they're coming from the horse's mouth, as it were. So, <laughs> so Doug, tell, say more about some of the stuff, if you would, that you know, you and I spoke before about you know, your thoughts around mm. training as well and the, and the learning, because I, th- I thought it was very insightful. I love this concept of yep. win-win or no deal, which is, is. Uh, this is from Stephen Covey, whereby he says, if we can't find no this deal. win-win outcome today, go with my blessing perhaps we can negotiate again and it just seemed the the example you said is go with the other yeah the cheaper guys but saying that sincerely without any i i had this at first i studied at the northwestern in in chicago and Mm. we had one of a lady that had actually Mm. been a negotiator for the united nations and we didn't realize the level of some of these people. Mm. And this this lady was exceptional. One of my favorite stories was she started hand around yeah, her book at yeah. the end. She'd written a book. It was amazing. She said, oh, do you want me to mm. put it to Mike? I went, no, no, actually, yeah. just sign it. And as soon as she did that, she was like, we had quite a bit of bands. So I said, brilliant. That's straight onto Amazon. She was like, yeah. I hate you English people. <laughs> but one of the best bits was some of the further training she gave us. And I realized that I wasn't a very mm. good negotiator. What I realized was, I was a very one-sided negotiator that I wanted to make sure that the client was happy. But at the end of the day, that was sometimes not that it couldn't be at the expense of me. And actually, 
to the, it's one of the things that mm. I was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And actually broke it down. And mm. I came out of that, you know, it really changed my mind. Cause I said, I got the best deal. They got a really great deal. Everyone else won. You know, it was, mm. but it wasn't as win-win mm. as it could have been. And I was yeah. just fascinated. Yeah. I've still got some of her information. Mm. Is, you know, I'll try and find it in the show notes. Amazing work. So, yeah. Incredible. But exactly as you say there, mm. it's, it's, it's really weird to look at it in that situation. Going with the win-win and the negotiation, the, the other thing, and this is again directly from Stephen Covey, if I can articulate the other yep. person's perspective to their satisfaction first, then things start going brilliantly well. So if I've understood correctly, your perspectives are these, your concerns are that, and you're seeking to achieve so-and-so. And just by explaining that back to people seems to work brilliantly well in any sort of exchange. It seems to me that the advantage, going back to your person who doesn't want to yeah. take exams, is you will be taught things that are not within your current or past roles. You'll broaden it out. So it will both be colleagues within your own organization, but especially the counterparty. Let's say you're in a corporate treasury and it's the bank, say loan negotiation. Why does the bank want that clause? what's the bank's perspective and then where might we get to yeah you know, these would be very typical assessment questions articulate both sides and then suggest how um, how things might be compromised but just to be able to to explain that back so i think for me that's the real value of taking learning and qualifications and having to write down answers so you literally have to express the point of view of the what in worst cases is the enemy or mm, the greedy mm. so-and-sos <laughs> and the other yeah. side of it is our partners yeah and I, I you know living in their shoes and everything else and you know i, I, I love some of the writing it was got me doing this when i first ever started recruitment actually really some of the lessons in that really helped mm. but you mentioned there about and then this is the yeah. key topic with yourself talk about exams and learning and everything else we were talking before about the sort of you know, we've done touched on the online learning but more about the you know what people yeah you know, need to think about, you know, if they're perhaps earlier in their careers about learning and, and some of the, the tips you might give or later on, you know, what are, where are you, where do you sit in that? What, what sort of advice do you give to some of your students? Sort of Continuous development. And it's evidence of, let's say I'm going to recruit somebody. I want someone who will learn what we need to teach them about the role and the organization. And then we'll then take initiatives to learn, apply, develop more so and give that value hmm. back to our organization. And I want them to do that on their own initiative rather than just following through a, a list that has been given to them. So therefore, evidence of continual development in whatever dimension, really. And I've heard this from a, a client who I was giving finance training for. He said, great. The most important thing about your training is that people are developing. I don't care what they're developing. It's just the fact they are developing something. And in practice, that does seem to be rare that people are into lifelong learning and development. There's, there seems to be a bit of a view of, or perhaps has been, when there's an overemphasis on qualifications, that they're important, but they've, they've got a place, but they're not the be-all and end-all, that, that 
once I've learned my stuff, almost the more years that pass without me doing anything else, the smarter I get. And I think the opposite is the case. It's about five years. So in other words, the intellectual property or the the intangible asset has got roughly a five-year life and anything you didn't apply, you'll have forgotten again. It's an interesting one there. You say that. I'm sorry, I'll be selfish here. I'm Aira who works for us, Aira Cannon, or Mm. a lot of people who will speak to us Mm. will speak to Aira. She'll be your first point of contact. But Mm. I'm putting her on, she's on Mm. a training course on Wednesday and there's something I've been keen to get her on about copywriting and writing different adverts we have a very honest voice you know we see we see different people advertising roles and things like that there's a lot of bs out there i I hate it you know i said look write with an honest voice Mm. if the role is going to be rubbish right it's going to be a rubbish role for the first three months you're going to go in there it's going to be really challenging the next three months you're going to improve everything else and then the sort of six to nine months you're really going to get on top of it by year one this is going to be just like a you know tuning a car it's going to be a fully tuned da 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 put that in there because otherwise you know you're setting someone up to fail and it frustrates but going back to Mm. Aaron going on the course I want my return on that course you know that that client of yours Mm. and they're saying I just want Mm. someone learning I'm not sure Mm. I'm not saying I buy into it Mm. I think it's a great idea but very altruistic but Mm. but how can they justify it they've got a massive (laughs) budget or big pockets I would say right. that they're switched off. Switched off. That's what it is. Damn it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's from the military. I, I spent a brief time in the territorial army, but there was a phrase that someone would come into the room and they'd say, switch on. So essentially, is somebody engaged right. or not engaged? So in support of the client, and it would be my view, so long as somebody yeah. is switched on, in other words, more of their engaged brain is firing away then they will move in right. directions that are, are positive so they will keep growing and developing and if people are switched off they're not yeah. not productive not valuable it doesn't mean that they don't understand oh, yeah. what yeah. the organizational issues are it is surprising how they I mean they can say treasury or business is about everything treasury is about cash therefore treasury is about everything because everything turns back yeah. into cash yeah, in eventually and, and actually just to put it in perspective i would say i'm not putting her on the course she wanted to go on the course it was a, you know we identified back last mm. year so that what what else should i be doing and she yeah. said actually i would like some mm. development and coaching on this could you go to her so right I can give you this level. Mm. I said, actually, there's mm. you know some other levels that you can go to, and this guy's great. What do you think? And she was like, oh, I'd like to do that. Also, Danielle, our ex-colleague, she'd done it, and she made a hell of a heck of a yeah. difference to her yeah. writing and performance and everything else, which love. Again, it was yeah. driven, you know, self-driven. Mm. So going back right back around some of the other stuff, it's not yeah. just for a pay rise. It's not just for mm. this. It's more makes her life yeah. more interesting, actually, and more enriched. I don't know, yeah, you've seen mm. the similar as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's more fun to do a great job, yeah. much more fun. And before we, you know, head towards the end of the programme, we've still got another, you know, five or ten minutes, but, you know, what are mm. the other areas, you know, you sure. think that, again, we've deep dived here, we've got people listening today and they're going, mm. well, this is all very well, you guys, you know, having this chat, I've got a day job to do, I've got loads of treasury things coming at me. You know, what would you mm. say if those guys are stepping back or if they're looking at, you know, assessing themselves, mm. what are the sort of ideas you would try and throw out there to them, would you say? Pick up as many mm-hmm. qualifications as you can. <laughs> Speak to as many people as you can. Write as much as you can. I think that the value of, uh, there's been no greater opportunity to, to write, mm-hmm. you know, social media, etc. And if people are in the habit of writing, you actually improve your thinking as you write and people will engage with you. I guess it's appropriate engagement Mm -hmm. and responses. And it's always have a plan 
any plan. In other words, if, if I'm motivated, if I'm switched on, if I've got a sense of movement and direction, then I'm going to move purposefully. It might mean I then say, whoops, that didn't quite work out. <laughs> let's backpedal or let's take a, take a different tack. But to be moving with a, a sense of purpose and long and short-term mm. goals and let yourself change your mind appropriately as well. So, I mean, this is the real tricky bit is don't do things for too long, but don't, do, don't ship out too quickly either. And I guess that's then you know, where the your role comes in is you can, you've seen the longer term path yeah. for so many different people ideally can support those kinds of decisions. It's interesting what you say about getting that learning. Um, it's way back, the, the first ever podcast I did, and for anyone listening back to that first ever podcast, I can just say sorry, I got better, all right? So Sarah Jane Hall, global treasurer GSK, you know, her advice was very similar to yours, where she just said, look, learn, learn a bit more. And then keep learning. And it was just, oh, okay. She said, look, if you get those bits of paper, whether it's an MBA, whether it's an ACT, whether it's, a, you know, whatever qualification, whatever, if that you, mm. you, you ne- people never take that away. You know, it's always in your yeah. back pocket and it's always going to help you in some ways because you're choosing to do it sort of thing, which, you yeah. know, and that holds true, you know, 100 episodes exactly. later. And it's, you know, what does she know, eh? Sarah Jane Hall, global treasurer of GSK. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that career. She's yeah. an absolute legend and wonderful. a wonderful lady. Wonderful. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's one of the key things I would say to the people listening to, you know, listen back to that. And actually, if it's backed up by her, and actually mm. there's a, a number of other ones we've done where people have just said, it was mm. Connor Ma, he made a few moves. And one of the key things he said was jumping between roles and yeah. things but one of the key bits he brought out was don't just rely on it in you know just mm. singularity but as part of the blended thing but it was again it was part of the mix sort of thing as well was, yeah. you know, that was a good yeah. episode as well so i guess the, the other thought i have is the sorts of learning i'm undertaking and encouraging others to do the some of them are quite easy they don't take long and they're not expensive yep. so th- there is a thought you know every qualification or every academic thing i do gets harder takes longer it's more expensive yep. just to take an example of recently passed an advanced driving test right. it cost me a, less than 100 pounds in total mm. it's been immensely useful in just ob- observing behavior and observing information flows so it, it's been fantastically helpful for development. And I would quite literally recommend it to anybody who can drive a car mm. and is working in treasury because it will help you with treasury because it provides a very clear metaphor and a very stark reflection back to you. And, oh, this is how I'm acting on the road. So that's how I'm acting in all other departments as well. For instance, one of the precepts is take, use, and give information. Mm and review what you just did. I was out for a drive with my wife the other day. Something was going on. I saw somebody put their indicator on. I didn't modify what I was doing. We didn't have an accident or anything, but it could have been improved upon. And then I said to her afterwards, well, I took the information, but I didn't use it. Mm -hmm. I didn't think through why has that person got their indicator. They were turning down a little side road that I hadn't registered of that might be somewhere someone wants to turn down. Yeah, hadn't quite clicked sort of thing. Mm, yeah. yeah, but it's it just, it's then applicable back into abstractions, if mm, you might mm, say, mm. or the other context. Day-to-day things. And quite interestingly, the, the 
examiner taught me a lot about teaching and motivation. Oh, right. So the, the first time my pastor said, how, how did he put it? I'm pleased to tell you you've passed. Uh, as you might expect, there's one or two things we need to talk about. <laughs> and then he said, blah, 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 told me the, the feedback. Then you've got a silver. I hope you're pleased with that. And just this little phrase, I hope you're pleased with that, was very interesting. So it, it was motivating to me to go back and improve. And I did get a gold three years later. <laughs> like, yeah, it's always out there, isn't it? It's like, well, you've done well, but not quite that yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'll yeah. get there one day. Yeah. yeah. And, and indeed, my instructor, the, the same examiner, had said to them, uh, you've got a gold, of course, Mike, but you could have done so much more. Yeah. <laughs> but, but well done well done son you're like oh cheers to that realism and balance yeah keeping the, keeping the two hand in hand so mm, precisely we're wrapping up today's show tell us if you like and the guys guys listening in today you know maybe again as as we say every week you know people will want to maybe connect with yourself and learn about you know some of the courses some of the other things mm. and stuff what are the top three tips is something you know, sometimes people want to follow treasurers and their treasure careers now I think that people want to connect to you because I think you've got you know some really interesting ideas and actually you know definitely follow you as as well that's mm. one of the other things you might want to do so people look mm. at Doug's background and you might choose to follow him because he's got some really interesting views and some of the things but on top of that and looking at yourself what are the tips that you would give to people listening today and say they've been intrigued enough and think actually yeah what should I be doing you know what would you say to you know close today's show share your aspirations find an accountability buddy share your aspirations thinking about using linkedin for example just say my i've i've done one recently i'm following the stephen covey 30 day proactivity challenge mm. just put stuff up, up out there think of people you can approach and buddy up with somebody that you dare to share with here's what i'm planning to do this year these five years eat today the rest of today if you get engaged in that sort of a process, you'll get a massive lift in your motivation and productivity. Great stuff. Buddy up. Buddy up. Short. <laughs> Buddy up. Great. We'll have that. We'll have that in the show notes. Mm. Doug, amazing for today's show. Thanks for your some of the insights. Great pleasure. Oh, thank you, sir. Huge pleasure. And, uh, really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's great. And so yeah, I'd say we'll put a link to Doug's linkedin profile in the show notes if it's right follow him maybe connect with him if you think he's going to help you in your treasury career you have really good insights there i think lovely to chat with you as always okay. yeah let's keep talking in the future sir thanks for your time thank you thank you so much mike and thank you for your wonderful insights as well pleasure many thanks mm-hmm.